Hello, this is Chris from We Hate Bards. I'd just like to thank you for listening to our podcast. And if you like what you hear, we have plenty of more podcast material on iTunes, or you can check our website at wehatebardspodcast.com. If you like what you hear, head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. If you want to join any of our games, you can look us up on Meetup at We Hate Bards. Membership is always free, and we have games going pretty much all week. If you want to support us and throw a little coin our way, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash wehatebards. Backers will receive early release podcasts and custom content, including homebrew games, custom modules, and more. So thanks again for listening, and now, on to the podcast. Welcome back to the second part of Alone Against the Flames. Uh, this is Chris again, uh, running a solo adventure, uh, Alone Against the Flames, Call of Cthulhu, written by Gavin Inglis, for Call of Cthulhu 7th edition. Uh, yes, this is the second part. Uh, first part, we tried to get out of town. It didn't work out so well. So now we're back in bed with some hit point loss uh, and uh, kind of had a horrible sanity experience while trying to sleep in a tree. So we'll get right back into things. Uh, Jack tried to get out of town, couldn't do it, uh, cause he kept on failing his roles because he's being played by me, who always fails the roles. So, number 64. The Leadbearer kitchen is empty. Although bread and eggs have been laid out for breakfast, there is a note from May explaining that she has taken Ruth out for a few hours. If you were involved in a fight in the village last night and you want to investigate the aftermath, go to page 70. Otherwise, go to page 78. No, I tried to leave last night. You make a quiet circuit of the village, pausing in unobtrusive places to watch the villagers. It is rather busy for this time of the morning. Yawning locals stream back and forth along the crowds, carrying bundles of split logs to the site of what you've heard referred to as the beacon. You see two figures already up in the superstructure arranging the wood. The festival bonfire will be most impressive. But do you intend to stay and see it? Mm-mm. You suspect by now that something is amiss here. Yeah. While the villagers are distracted, you may do some illicit investigation. Or you may simply leave town without looking back. <laughs> okay, you may now uh, go search May Ledbetter's bedroom, go alone to the village hall, take a closer look at the artisan courtyard, spy on activity um, at the beacon, go to page 29, slip down the east of the road, and flee for good. Go to page 70. Okay. Uh, that's a... So this is a little bit of a different thing. Okay, all right, we think about this. Okay. So I'm a smart guy. I think we should search May Ledbetter's bedroom. I think that's what we should first do. Uh, and then we should probably get out of town. So that seems like the the, 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 um, the easiest. So uh, despite her hospitality, you do not trust May Ledbetter. You return to her house quite openly. Where, where else would you go? Inside the dwelling is still empty. You rap on the bedroom door. Wait, silence. You ease it open. The Ledbetter bedroom is marked... And contrast your own room. Neat space. Dirty clothes are piled around the floor. On a rough quilt lie school books and cheap novels. You notice a raggedy doll discarded down on the side of the bed. Make a spot hidden roll. If you see, go to page 95. If you fail, go to page 89. Keep it going, folks. Keep it going. All right, we fail. So we go to page 89 because that's what we do. All right. You go through May Ledbetter's drawers. The only item of interest you find is a wedding photograph. May's husband was a wiry man with a square chin. Despite the formality of pose, you can see the affection between them. You feel a pang of guilt at your intrusion. Also, you may return at any 
also may return any time. If you wish to push the spot to enroll, make the roll again. If you succeed, go to page 95. If you fail, go to page 101. If you rather not risk it, go to page 120. Mm. Ooh, so pushing rolls, what happens is like, you know, you can you can re-roll something and push it. And by pushing it, you get another chance. But like, the bad things that happen compound. So... Uh, you know, if I wanted to push this, I mean, I only got a 40%. I'm not going to push it. Okay, so uh, let's go to page 120. Like, I don't want to push it, so let's get out of here. Okay. You feel a like deepening at ease about Ember Head and, and this day in particular. Once you attempt to three the options, go to page 98. Otherwise, uh, so I went to, I tried to get to May Letter's bedroom and didn't find Jack. Uh, you would go alone to the village hall. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to go alone to the village hall, and then we're going to try and get out of town. So, not 126. Keep away from the streets. You skirt the northeastern cliffs and approach the village hall from the rear. It is close to the beacon. You will not be able to use the door unobserved. Check the windows. The one on the east facing the beacon is bricked up. A shutter is loose on the westernmost window, and you are able to ease in, open, and slide inside, closing the shutter behind you. You drop into the village uh, meeting room and pad through, passing through dim shafts of light and listening to the exciting chatter of the locals from outside. The door opening opposite reads private. Hearing nothing from the other side, you turn the handle. Go to page 133. The room is lined with books. In the corner is a small water closet and pantry. A quick survey of the rest of the room reveals little. So you turn to the bookcase. The dim light makes it hard to read. Um, if you, uh, Spines. If, you, if there's anything useful here, make a spot hidden roll. Again with the spot hidden. I should put that in 70. Failed! Uh... If you examine the bookshelf, if you if you examine the bookshelf before, you may have a bonus dice. See page eleven, the quick start rules for instruction. If you see, go to page not go to one forty. Uh, so hold on, make sure. Uh, if not, go to page one forty. Okay, tuck between two books, you find a detailed map of the area on Emberhead. It shows woodland contours and two roads, east and west. All though no other settlements are marked, this may prove useful if you decide to leave today. The clarity of your own beacon seems to be building, and you flinch at every conversation that gets too close to the building's door. Feels the right now. It feels the right time to trace your steps, slipping away from the window. Go to page one twenty. All right, what time to get the hell out of here? Um, uh, let's flee for good. I, it's time to go, folks. Come on, come on. Okay, so. As you approach the southern road that descends the lower bridge, you see four villagers blocking the road with farm tools as clubs. Oh no. You veer off and head towards the west road. Your heart sinks as you exactly the same scene and the other exit from the village. You are trapped. If you try to talk your way out of the guards, go to page 19. To try and slip past in disguise, go to page 125. Or do you know another way to leave town or the village? Uh, I don't. Uh, let's see. I have. Well, I got. I mean, I got a 50 of persuade. Uh, let's. Uh, Let's try to talk our way past it. Come on. Come on. I didn't spend those years, you know, talking at that bookshop for nothing. Let's, uh, let's see here. Okay. Oh, I'm going to make a fast talk. <laughs> uh, oh, that's so good in the fast talk, though. Uh, the southern group appears less sharp than the western group. You stride up and ex and and, uh, and explain that they're needed the beacon. They look dubious. You offer to watch the road for them and hold out your hand for a pitchfork. Nah, come with us, says the first one. His ape-like brow uh, bends into a frow. Oh, so Lovecraftian. Just the racism. Make an extreme fast talk roll. This is a roll equal to one-fifth your skill value. Okay, so fast talk is 5%. 
So a fifth would be 1%. Days that didn't do. <laughs> 99. Okay. All right. So 99%. That's fine. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you guys are like me, you know, filthy, filthy villager people. Filthy villager, give me your pitchfork. Um, uh, and I failed to 139, so they're gonna, they're gonna haul me off. There's no way this is gonna work. Ugh. Locals are not stupid as you think. Maybe because they call them stupid eight people. Uh, they grab you and march you back in the center of the village. Go to 108. Oh, no. Uh, the fading light from a narrow window tells you, uh... Uh, the fading light from a narrow window tells you afternoon is fading away to evening. Your hands will shackle behind your back, and you cannot even lie in a rough bed. Uh, a woman, uh, a woman you may have seen comes in before. Her face is wrinkled, and her eyes dull. They do not meet yours. She puts a cup to your lips. To accept the drink, go to page four. To object it to page one thirty. I'm not drinking anything here. You turn your face away when she tries again. You dash the cup from her hands using the side of your head. The clear liquid spills across the floor. The woman gives you a half shrug and turns to leave the room. You shout after her, but she gives no reaction. You soon become thirsty. Page 205. Oh, boy. So I got locked up. I gotta, I gotta get out of here. I gotta get out of here. As light fades aside, your little prison becomes dark. You hear much activity around the building. Occasionally, an orange glow passes the window. The only comfortable position in the position in the shackle seems to be sit against the edge of the bed with your arms hang between you. You need to concentrate come with a plan. There's clearly no escape from these bonds. You do not know exactly what your captors want from you, but you cannot ignore the fact that they have spent the entire day constructing a massive bonfire. Oh my goodness. You know what's going to happen. You may not want to admit it to yourself, but you know. Uh, the door scrapes, wrenching back into a moment. Orange lights spill into the house from a blazing torches held at the threshold. Two large villagers step in to grab you. At least you assume they are villagers. They wear black cloaks, and their faces and hands are painted entirely black, save only the red triangle centered on their, on their left eye. You try to drag your legs, but they reach under your arms and lift your body from the bed. Outside, it seems the whole village is congregated to see you. Every single one has a blackened face with red triangle motif. Torches sputter from the light. You struggle, but you see can see physical distance hopeless. You are marched to the central street and turned to face the beacon. Turn to page 117. I don't know. I think it's going good places. They're just here to, you know, I'm part of the show. Yeah, we're getting burned to death. Uh, the procession down the approach is slow and formal, save when you sense weakness and yank on your captors. A chill touches you when you see three human-shaped carries ahead of you, draped in red cloth. The beacon moves larger and larger, its dreadful silhouette a black triangle pointing to the stars. A low drone begins among the cloaked figures, unbidden. The words, the uh, word mourners comes to mind. Smoke from the torches makes you cough. You feel heat on your face. As you reach the cleared area around the beacon, three dancers break from the pack. Young girls... Swinging balls of fire and spectacular arcs, drawing circles in the night air. One by one, they draw close uh, to you and each touch their forehead with sooty fingers. Each kisses you three times on the left cheek, right cheek, and forehead. Then they whisper in your ear. The smell of kerosene fills your nostrils. Make an appearance roll. Of course. I make it! I make it! Uh, if you succeed, go to pen. If you fail, turn to 148. Okay, so I make, so I I, uh, I make. If you see, go to page ten. Though your sacrifice, the village will be reborn, says the first dancer. You pass from earth to air for all our sakes. The second, I've weakened the chains, says the third. Don't try to escape until the flames are high enough to hide you. 
You stare at the third dancer in the inky visage. You clearly discern the frightened features of Ledbetter. Their dance weaves off and disappears behind the building. Go to page 18. Ruth! You got it. Yes! Yes, when I come back with my with my U.S. Marshals with Tommy guns, I will make sure that they don't gun you down. Uh, as you ride beneath the beacon, ten villagers close in on you, working with surprising coordination and mobilizing lift you up to the black and iron stairs to the race platform. You cannot help but shiver at the sight of the central framework, twisted from past blazes, and what you can now clearly uh, see to be fastening points for the chain. None of the eyes of your uh, uh, none of the eyes meet yours as they lash you to the metal. The villager sings now, something rhythmic and ancient, carved from odd syllables. A second group ascends the beacon, carrying uh, the three red draped bodies. With reverence, they arrange their burden in a triangle around your feet. Then they withdraw, leaving you alone within the dead, shining in a sea of kindling. Go to page 33. All right, things are getting, things are getting real, folks. But, but Ruth, she, she knows. Okay. It seems the entire village has gathered around the beacon to watch you burn. Behind the face paint you recognize made Ledbetter. And yes, that is Silas, the coast driver, standing at her side. <gasps> I actually did not see that someone. I thought they killed him. He was in on it, too. Oh, Silas, you could, you could get yours, I swear. All right, uh, at her side, the audacity and scale of the deception staggers you. A man steps up on the dais and raises his hands with quiet authority. The frame of his spectacle obscures the red triangle on his face. So we draw here together again on this night. So we do each year, and we give thanks to the one who will preserve this village against the fires of the void. You were taken by the ones from above in one stead. The death will bring life to our streets and bounty to our fields. If you safeguard our children and our elders alike for the year, we salute you, he bows his head. All around the beacon, bears step up toward and lift their torches to the edge of the raised platform. A ring of tiny flames flick up around the perimeter. As they wink, sing the villagers drops to unhealthy rhythm. To throw off the remaining strength of bonds, uh, hold on. So to throw off all your remaining strength against the bonds, go to page 44. To wait, see what happens, go to page 40. All right, she said, wait till the flame obscures you, then go. So we have to wait. Okay. Uh, okay, the flames uh, snake across the kindling, catching and rising. Smoke rises and becomes difficult to see the villagers. The three bodies surrounding you catch fire, blazing with sooty red flames. You begin to cough as smoke enters your lungs. You fight the urge to panic. If you learn a strange chant and wish to try it at this moment, go to page 60. Uh, this, otherwise, go to page 65. I got a feeling we, we messed up. That's okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, flames lick your legs. Your eyes water. You are shrouded in smoke. It might be your imagination, but you think you can feel a slight give in the chains. You throw yourself against them, giving no thought to how you bite into your wrist. Take 1d6 points of damage from the fire. Oh! <laughs> all right. We're down to two hit points, people. All right. Oh boy. All right. Um. All right. So, uh, so yeah. So we're down to three hit points. Oh boy. Oh, that's not good. All right. So, uh, I just I took six points of damage. So my legs are all flamed up. Uh, you collapse and you are burned to death. To the end. Otherwise, make a strength roll. If you succeed, go to page ninety three. If you fail, go to page seventy three. Okay. folks this is it yes i'll make it 55 percent you know what i'll tell you something about me about me rolling and uh, i don't know if it's just anecdotal but i fail and i fail and i fail and i fail until either one of two things happen 
Either I need to do something like monumentally important, and then I will roll 100%, and something really bad will happen. Or I will I will make that roll, and something will happen. Uh, if you see, go to page 93. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Desperation lends your strength as you yank in what seems to be the weak point in the chain. It breaks. You throw out the chaining off, stumbling, uh, stumbling across one of the red dragon corpses heading away from the watching village. You cough your hair and eyes smolder. Take one point hit points of damage from the fire. If there's just a zero, you collapse and are burned to death. <sighs> Damn it. All right, folks. I mean, <sighs> this is rough stuff. Like, if I've been rolling constantly really good, so I basically need to roll a 1 or a 2. If I do that, I survive. If not, this is it for Jack. Burns to death. You know, and I'm, I'm going to keep it straight. Like, if he burns to death, that's it. You know, he could have burned to death. Okay. <sighs> that's it for Jack. <laughs> Three points. Oh, you, know, you collapse and are burned to death. The end. If not, go to page 137. All right. Well, that's it for Jack. My goodness. Oh. Okay. So, so Jack dies horribly. Uh, uh, and in fact, I'm going to do exactly what I did uh, uh, in uh, the Master Hotep. I'm going to write down on the side of the character sheet. I'm going to write burn to death. Burn to death. How he died. So, uh... Yeah, so that is Alone Against the Flames, uh, Call of Cthulhu scenario. I mean, at Bird Death, I almost made it. I almost made it. Like, I was so close. I was so close. Um, I, I really like this scenario. It's a really fun scenario. Uh, it plays uh, heavily on, uh, you know, having certain skills. But I'm sure if I went to other places and did other things, I might have had other skills or been able to do things. So I'm not quite sure how that would... Uh, work out, but it definitely um, uh, repeats a second, uh, you know, playthrough. I don't think I'll make a second playthrough on here because you know you don't want to listen to me, you know, play through the same kind of thing on the bus and everything else. So, but uh, but yeah, poor Jack, burned to death. I mean, he had the right idea; he had to get out of town, but you know, <laughs> he just couldn't do it. So yeah, I mean, there's a couple other ones of these I've been looking at too. I think it's like Alone Against the Frost, and like another one I might pick up as well. I mean, that's these are some fun kind of. Uh, uh, little uh, things, and they're a little bit different than the traditional, um, you know, like the fighting fantasy things. It gives you, I think, more of a little bit more of a chance. And I wish more games like kind of, kind of, kind of did these types of things, like uh, like uh, Dungeon Dragons, or like, and were more um, like uh, produced by the actual people and uh, not like third parties. Because you can find some types of these books for different scenarios and things, but they're usually produced by like third parties. And, you know, they're a little bit harder to find. Like, Alone Against the Flame is really easy to find. They had a t ton of these. I think I got this at Gen Con when I went there. So, yeah. So, that was Alone Against the Flames. Sorry, Jack. You burned to death. You know. I. And what really bugs me is I was like, I'm not going to play like a super tough dude with a ton of strength, put all my points into con, you know. And I was like, I'm going to be a real smart guy. And, like, it really <laughs> literally burned me to death. So, all right, that's it for Call of Cthulhu Alone Against the Flames. Yeah, this will be a bit shorter one, about, about like 20 minutes or so, but, you know, it's a good wrap-up for uh, poor old Jack. All right, so look for some of these more in the future. I'll probably get some some more of these and kind of do a little bit more of solo role-playing in Call of Cthulhu. This is fun. All right, folks, have a good day.